0: Hi, I'm Linda, a motion coach and hypnotherapist, who also loves a good sunrise yoga class, listening to the belly laughs of my baby boys, and hunting down the best vegan donuts. This podcast is for ambitious and high-performing women who want to feel fulfilled in all areas of their life. I'm here to give you practical tips and mindset shifts that will help you to put your self-love skills into action. Welcome. Welcome. here's my invitation to you stop seeking external validation today. Let's talk about five mindsets that will allow you to build self-confidence, genuine self-confidence instead of limiting yourself to what others think of you. So it's not uncommon for us to struggle with our self-confidence, And what we believe about ourselves after a difficult situation, after a loss or a change that we didn't anticipate or that we didn't want, something like having a breakup um, that maybe came out of nowhere, maybe you saw it coming, but you were really hoping that things would work out and it didn't. Maybe it's not getting the promotion or the raise that you asked for, you prepared your speech, you went in confidently, you thought maybe this is it, and we're like, no, it's not right? Maybe you've experienced a failed launch in your own business that just flopped and made you feel like, what am I even doing? with this? Why am I even doing this? Right? And maybe just in general, like, you're losing motivation on a goal that you set for yourself. Something like taking better care of your own health, right? Physically, uh, mentally, what have you. And it feels like you're not living up to the standard that you set for yourself. And it's really frustrating these kinds of events have a way of pulling on our brains pattern seeking um, style of functioning. They have a way of pulling on our brains pattern seeking because when we feel like, Oh, um, you know, something's not going according to plan and we're struggling. Um, we fail. We've lost something suddenly remembering all the other times that we felt a sense of loss or felt like we had failed. And what, usually uh, comes along with this is memories of any time that somebody else thought that we weren't going to do well, that they, someone else had you know, doubts about what we could achieve. Anytime that someone criticized us, for some of us it was like our caregivers, our parents, anytime someone criticized us and said that we wouldn't be able to do what we were saying we wanted to do or said that we had a dream about. Or anytime we were just plain dismissed. Maybe you shared something that you're really passionate about and really excited about with someone and they were like, okay, right? Like just dismissed you or, um, or your dream was just ignored somehow. When we have these kinds of losses or painful changes, we tend to remember and start reflecting about all those other kinds of times as well. That's very common. There's something wrong with you that you do that. It's actually the way that our brains function. This runs so deep that social rejection or feeling like we're being ignored or dismissed or just discounted altogether. It runs so deep that we can feel it physically. I don't know if you've ever had this happen to you where you felt rejected or um, talked down to, right? Or someone just was like, no, like that's not possible for you because you are this way, right? Those things we can feel on a biological level, There's even a study that shows that when people are experiencing even a very small, you know, instance of social rejection, the room, they tend to perceive the room that they're in as getting quieter. Like they actually think the room has gotten quieter. Nothing has changed about the room, right? Anyone else who's in the room is like, it's fine. I didn't notice anything. But for that person, like, it sounds like it's quieter in the room that they're in. And they can even experience physical pain in their body. Because of how deep it runs when we when we experience a moment of social rejection, we really like it, we take it in. So if we are relying on external validation, I just say all that to say that if we're relying on external validation, it can really harm us physically, <laughs> emotionally and physically It can really take a toll on us over time. On the other hand, when you look at the effects of high self esteem and self confidence, Which, you know, high self-esteem, we're not talking about narcissism here, nothing like that, nothing nothing delusional like that, right? Um, We're talking about self-respect and uh, self-acceptance, self-acceptance. High self-esteem is a small and steady deposit into our wellness bucket over time that yields profound events when you look at it over the course of a lifetime. So in a single moment, you may see a slight difference between two people, someone who has lower self-confidence and someone who has higher self-confidence. But especially when you look and you like really zoom out and look at their life over the course of like years of that person who has a who maintains that level of self-confidence versus someone who doesn't, they show that there's um, consistent and much better results for the person with self-confidence, I know this is like shocker, right? This is like not surprising, but they have consistent better results when it comes to school, when it comes to work, when it comes to their relationships, their physical health, their mental health, etc. <laughs> so it's not um there's a reason why you're watching this and you're thinking about how to improve yourself, right? How to Improve yourself so that you have greater self-esteem, self-confidence. It makes sense that you would do that because it literally will have, it'll pay dividends over the course of your life, not just in this moment. So the first thing I want you to think about, the first mindset is to recognize the first two are about other people and then we'll get to you. But because we tend to be caught up with other people when we're uh, seeking external validation, I thought I'd start there you want to recognize that people are often uh, driven and led by their own insecurities, right? Including their rejection of you. You may be feeling the rejection as a very personal thing to you. Something, it's something about you that is very flawed. That's attracting this negative attention. The truth is, unless, there, unless you're actually doing something wrong, let's not cut that. If you're doing something wrong, people are like, we reject you. Well, then, okay. That's just because you, you know, you messed it up for yourself. But if you're watching this, I'm assuming that that's not really <laughs> what's going on, right? Um, the fact is people often reject from their own insecurities. Um, and I I was looking at just like different movie clips and things, and um, I came across the one for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. So the Grinch, um, you know, he's all, I hate Christmas, I'm going to ruin it for everybody else, and I hate you, and joy is stupid, right? <laughs> It's like, what's wrong with that guy? So then it's like flashing back to, you know, one of his early Christmases. And he made this special ornament for his love, right? He like designed this special ornament. And then he goes to try and give this ornament to his, this person that he's in love with. And ends up getting ridiculed by his classmates, right? Just hopes dashed, dreams dashed just destroyed right at a young tender age which is often how it happens for us we're like at young tender ages someone says just the perfect wrong thing and it just sticks with us right and it sparked this lifetime of hate of just wanting to destroy it for everybody else because it's so dumb and it it hurt him so deeply it was it was seen as the reason for why he was hurt so deeply thankfully the cringe was eventually you know the grinch was eventually reformed and all that and yet a lot of people that we interact with um, on a daily basis, they are not so much reformed. A lot of people are not like getting help and trying to improve themselves the way that you are. Um, and so you're coming across them or you're interacting with them, maybe even dating them or, you know, having other kind of long term, more steady interactions with a person like this and you feel hurt by them. But you need to recognize that their rejection of you often has so little, maybe like 10% if, if at all. <laughs> do with you. And like 90% like their own insecurities and unhealed baggage. So that's just something for you to recognize in the moment so that you know that you have an option to not take it on. It's like their stuff. Let's not take on their stuff, their baggage. The second mindset that also relates to other people is that we don't have to be determined by their reactions to us. We can we can just have a decision that we make that the way that we view ourselves um, is is more about our own choices, uh, our own freedom of choice, right? Not so much how they react to our choices. And this is next and last movie that I'll reference. This one's actually a weirder one. I'll admit I watched this years ago and I was really into indie films. You know, don't judge me. It's um the film with Nicolas Cage where he's playing two characters, his he's playing his own twin, himself and his twin. And so the Kaufman brothers, right? It's called Adaptation. And I always think about this scene in this movie where the there's the brother who's really confident and kind of just does what he wants and is very happy. He's very light, you know, doesn't really get bothered by much. And the other one is just sort of like swimming in insecurities, just like stifled and crushed by it. And you can see the difference in how they just show up every day. And they're having this conversation. And, you know, the one who is always very like insecure and self-focused and afraid was talking to his brother about this interaction that he witnessed between his brother and this girl that he liked, you know, years ago. And he was talking to him about like this thing. He's like, you know, you were flirting with this person and then like you walked up to her and all this and, you know, um, they were making fun of you and stuff. And he's like, why were you so happy? Why, Like in that interaction when you like liked someone and they, they're like looking at you and making fun of you. Why did you walk away and seem so happy? And his brother says, I loved Sarah Charles. It was mine, that love. I owned it. Even Sarah didn't have a right to take it away. I can love whoever I want. (laughs) This brother's like, okay. Um, But she thought you were pathetic. Okay? Um, So the brother says, this is a response. That was her business, not mine. You are what you love, not what what loves you. That's what I decided a long time ago. (laughs) So... And it's so profound because they, they both it's funny, they're both like not the most attractive guys or kind of kind of kind of a mess, but this guy's just much more comfortable and his life just flows in a different way because he decided a long time ago, you are what you love, not what loves you. So he's not basing his sense of confidence and worth off of um whether someone loves him back. He's like, I get to love freely. That's my decision and I embrace that and I'm good with it. And I embrace other people choosing not to want that or not to, you know, respond or that's fine too. It's not not like you went and stalked this person. That would be a different kind of story, right? I'm not endorsing that. Um, But he just was like, oh, I loved her and she didn't love me back. All right, moving on. We're good. (laughs) So there's our freedom in knowing that we are what we love, not what loves us back. We don't have to be defined by what doesn't love us back. That's really not what defines us, right? That's just, that's in our heads. That's the second mindset. Okay, third mindset, now we're getting into focusing on you. The third mindset is to focus on your strengths and manage your weaknesses, focus on your strengths and manage your weaknesses. When you think about like the best athletes or the most successful people, um, you know, in, in business or in finance or whatever, these are not people who are getting all caught up on focusing on their weaknesses and trying to manage their strengths. And yet sometimes we feel like we get that message that we're supposed to like, focus a lot on our weaknesses and make them much, much better. And, you know, those strengths will just kind of be there or whatever. The most successful people actually don't do that. <laughs> the people who are happiest don't do that. What they do is they know what their weaknesses are. You know, I'm not super organized. Um, I'm not super punctual. I tend to procrastinate. Those things are probably not going to change, right? I'm just making these, these things up. But these things are not going to change all that much. But I, I know that I'll need to manage them. So I'm going to have systems in place. That will keep them from like hurting me too much um, because I've managed them fairly well or I'm getting help with them or I have someone else in charge of that or whatever, right? But really, I'm going to focus on my strengths. I'm going to look at my strengths, figure out what they are, explore that and make them even better and use them to enhance my life, enhance other people's lives, do good in the world before my time runs out, right? That's the powerful stance. That's the self-confident stance that will allow you to stop seeking external validation and really just focus on what you want to focus on. (laughs) Focus on your strengths, enhance them, make them bigger, better, more powerful. Do all that you can with it while you've still got life in your body, right? Fourth mindset. Don't be afraid to acknowledge when you don't know something. This is just having a growth mindset. Okay. Don't be afraid to not acknowledge when you don't know something. This one's short and sweet. There's always someone else who does know it. Just go find that person and lean on their strength. Right? Again, back to focus on your strengths. Just manage your weaknesses. Don't focus on your weaknesses. Go find someone else who has that strength. It's really okay. You don't have to be the master of everything. Actually, that doesn't exist. You would just be the master of nothing and a jack of all trades and kind of mediocre at most of it, right? We don't have to do that. Don't be afraid to acknowledge when you don't know something. Go find someone who does. It's fine. Everybody doesn't know something. (laughs) Everyone knows something. We can all work together. We're interdependent, right? Um, Keep that growth mindset. It will do you so much good for your self-confidence. Fifth mindset, fifth and last mindset for not seeking external validation and building your own genuine self-confidence. This is just enjoy challenging yourself and setting high goals that are meaningful for you and enjoy it, right? This is the key. You're enjoying it. You're thinking about things that you're good at, that you're excited about that you would love. And you set a goal on that thing that feels good for you and not what someone else told you to do. That doesn't work. A goal that <laughs> works for you. And then just pursue it. Because the thing is, even just by pursuing it, um, you are going to expand and grow and become more of the good stuff that you love about yourself. Just in the the pursuit of it. You're going to develop and challenge and expand just by doing that. Even if you don't reach that goal, right? There's the whole... Shoot for the moon, even I would shoot for the stars. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> You're going to end up in outer space somewhere. You'll still get further than where you started, which is just done on planet Earth. Yeah. So with this, make sure that your exciting goals actually are exciting to you, that feel fulfilling to you. And then also reward yourself when you reach them. Reward yourself with good things. Acknowledge this, celebrate when you reach that goal. Don't just like tick off the list and be like, okay, well, that's done. Okay, next thing. No, stop and sit in the fact that you achieved this thing that before you hadn't done yet, or you weren't even sure if you could do. And then you're like, wow, I got there. Okay. These are five mindsets that will help you to greatly increase your sense of self-confidence. It's going to work wonderfully for you. I'm excited. (laughs) If you put this into practice, you could literally just put this into practice. And like the the amount of shifts that you would have just from these five mindsets would lighten your load so much more. So (laughs) I really challenge you to do so. If you need more help with um, being able to focus in on the things that actually serve you with enhancing your life day to day, short-term and into the long-term be sure to check out my course the self-love skills course it has all the foundational tools mindsets practices in there that I have done over and over again with one-to-one clients um, in my uh, line of work as a psychotherapist to help them achieve more of what they want out of their lives it's all distilled down into this nice you know um drip released, (laughs) course, that you can do and, and really experience um, a lot more of these benefits that we're talking about today with your self confidence, and then just the quality of your life, and all the things that flow out of it, right, all the relationships, all the career stuff, and, you know, how you think about yourself and community and relationships. So anyway, I hope that you enjoyed that. I definitely have enjoyed speaking with you. I will talk to you soon. You hung with me to the end, my Shiro. If you benefited from this episode, please say thanks by leaving a wonderful review. It helps me know what's helping you the most and allows more like-minded women to find and learn from this podcast. We don't want to keep all the good stuff for ourselves. See you next time.